but it's 2018 and we can run servers on JavaScript so we don't need to worry about efficiency. It's 2019 now, isn't it? Hey, Zach. Hey, Sirtis. We didn't do that last time. Oh. Did you notice that? I didn't notice that, but I was just trying to remember, and I didn't remember having done it. We didn't do it last time, and, uh, well, you know how they are on the Reddit. Mm-hmm. They notice oh, everything. Yeah. They were up in arms. Up in... Uh, this is... Never mind. <laughs> I was gonna make a... I was gonna make a shoulder joke, but I don't think it was uh-huh. gonna work. No. So anyway, they were also um, all giving me tips on, um, I kind of mentioned that I wanted to get a, a chord keyboard going um, so you, I could type with one hand. Do you remember if I ever explained why I wanted the chord keyboard in the first place? Um, I don't think so. Okay. The main idea was that sometimes at night, my phone is far away because I've got to keep my phone far away because that's how I sleep better. Uh-huh. But I like have an idea and I want to write down the idea of the thing to do. Um, and notebooks so I are want, hard. Like, well, yeah, it's the, it's dark. Okay, yeah. So yeah. I can't like write in the dark. Sounds like you're writing uh, like erotica is like writing in the dark. I think that's writing after dark. Yeah, but it's, follow, the, it's the same. Yeah, yeah it's, mm-hmm. after dark is is the same as in the dark, unless it's morning. Yeah. Is it morning? No, okay. not morning. Morning, I can just get up and use my phone because the first thing I have to do because my alarm's on my phone is get up and grab my phone, which is another problem. I'd like to address that at some point, but the time to address that is not um, right now. They make these things that there's a circuit that can keep time. Uh Uh-huh. And they use it to make clocks. Have you heard about this? I think so. Like like a redstone clock? Yeah, exactly like a redstone (laughs) clock. Sometimes you can use them. Sometimes there are batteries. Sometimes they mm-hmm. have, uh, they're just plugged into the wall, but they're a low-tech solution to this extremely high-tech problem. Maybe. I'll think about it. Okay. Because I also want it to make me get up and move. Well, yeah, you can just put it far away. Well, but then it will wake up the person who is also in the bed alongside me. And right now the benefit is my watch can buzz. Oh. But so- then to turn my watch buzz off, I've got to get my phone. Why? Because my watch is dumb and doesn't know anything. It just knows that my phone is telling it to buzz. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. So I've got to get a physical alarm clock and then plug it into my watch. Or a second phone. That only has the alarm app on it. Yep. Which is actually the same thing at that point. Just a really, yes. really expensive alarm yes. clock. Yes, then that phone is, is just an alarm clock. I could set it up in daydream mode. I've never had an excuse to use daydream mode before. I would finally have one. There you go. So anyway, I wanted to get this cord keyboard so I could have muscle memory with one hand um, to type things in and have that just automatically get sent to my Todoist. Um, Why one hand? Because, like, where would I put a full-size keyboard? Under your pillow, like everyone else. (laughs) It'll let the Wikipedia knowledge osmosis through like yeah. a textbook would normally. <laughs> yeah. So are you going to hook it up to like a Raspberry Pi or something? Yeah. The plan was to have a little USB cord keyboard hooked up to a Raspberry Pi. Okay. But I've realized I could just make a Raspberry Pi and add this input. But before I got to that realization, I first went through all of the work of figuring out how do you make your own keyboard, which is a lot more work than I expected. Um, the first thing I found was the trick is to use a keyboard matrix, which which struck fear into my heart because my good friend Sirtis, who is much smarter than I, uh, as far as electricity goes, has tried and been vanquished by electrical matrices before. When was this? The, the cube. Oh, God. Oh, the cube. It uses the cube principles. It almost worked. <laughs> sort of. We got two dimensions. The third was hard. Yeah. We made a really cool square. (laughs) Which I guess is fine, because all I really need is two dimensions. I don't need a three-dimensional keyboard. That would be so cool. (laughs) Like, like, uh, if you type T or something, but, like, there'll be, like, a couple notches in the keys. So the first level is a T, second level is an uppercase T, and the third is, like, a special special character. Mmm, like the TM symbol or something. Yeah, yeah, something like that. This is a good idea. So it's like force 
force or no 3d touch what's it called uh yeah 3d touch 3d touch we should sell this to johnny ive they're having enough keyboard problems already i don't think we need to yeah to but introduce like, anything else but imagine what johnny ive would do if you told him you could get rid of the numbers and special characters from a keyboard yeah yeah see he would make tiny computers tiny tiny computers but the good news is all of the matrix stuff is just stuff that i'm already learning right now in physics class Oh, nice. Which was really cool because nothing I ever learn in physics class feels like it's going to apply to my life at all in a way that like I can see and touch. But the thing is, I don't need a matrix because the whole reason you use the matrix is to get over needing like, I don't know, however many, like a hundred input ports on your little microcontroller Mm -hmm. for a regular keyboard. Instead, you can just have like 20 input ports on your microcontroller and it makes everything a lot easier. So I don't need even need to worry about the matrix stuff. So I'm just going to have five inputs. So I don't need to think about where the ground goes or resistors or whatever. Um, I just need five mechanical switches hooked up to a Raspberry Pi that has the right firmware to understand them as a keyboard. All right. Easy. But one of the problems is that I would need to get very good at figuring out if two buttons that were pressed down were one button and then the other button or both buttons in tandem talk to john syracuse why because a very long time ago but uh on atp he mentioned wait how does shift work does shift send a different signal no i don't think so wait it must because otherwise how would like shift alt control and then whatever the thing is Mm -hmm. there's not enough space in the usb keyboard thing to fit all of that in okay i'll go talk to john syracusa he mentioned an atp that he made a keyboard debouncer yeah uh, i mean it was a long time ago in an academic setting mm-hmm. but it like the the timing is going to be similar right i did type the word debouncing into my notes okay so i guess i'll go talk to john syracusa yeah um do you think version two then should be a battery-powered cord keyboard that I can keep in my pocket and just reach into my pocket and real quick type out whatever the to-do is, or a cord keyboard that connects via USB. Hmm. I really like the idea of a physical device that you pull out of your pocket to add things to your to-do list. (laughs) Because that's just your phone, but more complicated. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Not more complicated, but... um, And it would be worse at syncing. Yes, it would be, um, uh, but it's your phone, but worse. <laughs> so I think you should make that. I was thinking version three of that then, if that's the the branch of the tech tree I'm going down, um, it would have separate buttons for toggle. So it would have a start, and then I would have to enter what oh. the thing is that I'm doing. <laughs> Perfect. And a stop. Yeah, you could uh, hook it up to... Uh, like you could tether it to your phone to have it just all the time. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about tethering it to my phone. That's so much smarter than just having it wait until it found a Wi-Fi network that it knew. See, this is why you come to worrying bugs for uh, good ideas yeah. on your terrible... very important feedback. <laughs> um, no, But I think a, a USB cord keyboard could be pretty cool. Yeah. If you could like... It's, it's a fun party trick at the very least. Uh-huh. Hey guys, watch this. Watch how fast I can type with only five buttons. Yeah, I'm going to have to practice with a chord keyboard. Just think in binary, Zach. It's like the it's like um the one with the swords, the book. The book with the swords. You told me to read it. It's sci-fi. Snow Crash. Snow Crash. It's like <laughs> Snow Crash when they look at a binary blob and then get it uh-huh. put into a And their brain tra- just, just decrypts it uh-huh. automatically. Because they're such good programmers that they can just yeah. absorb binary information. Uh-huh. I was thinking about where I want to go work, and I was thinking about it in the context of Snow Crash, because, like, what if the place I go work ends up being the place that codes the hyperverse or whatever that place was called? Mm-hmm. So what'd you decide? Well, I don't know, but I've got to keep my eyes open for a, a Neil Stevenson-backed tech company. So, Zach, if you find yourself in a, we'll call it a Snow Crash situation, where you find mm-hmm. yourself working for, uh, let's just say Facebook, for instance... If you, I hope Facebook doesn't make if you ac- reverse. If you accidentally They're work for Facebook. To. Oh, man, that's sad. W- what do you do if you start accidentally working for Facebook, Zach? What do I do? I Do you A, quit, 
B, infiltrate them as a spy, or C, not care? Um, I don't think I could not care. Okay. I'm not sure how much I could get done as a spy. I feel like I wouldn't be able to do any, anything real as a spy, except for, like, be a whistleblower and then quit. Uh-huh. Um, Zuck will take you out if you start blowing whistles, Zach. So why not just skip that step and quit right away? See, this is why... Actually, I think Zach can't be... Zach can't work for Facebook. Facebook would not hire him because he is already a public personality with a podcast. He's a journalist. Mm-hmm. And if you have a platform at all, if you have like yeah. a following of people that care about you, he can't make you go away if you start blowing whistles. Right, yeah. So I, you probably can't get hired there anyway. Just by knowing you, I am the canary. Exactly. So thank you, Jared, for keeping Zach out of Facebook. Thank you. Speaking of staying out of trouble... I'm not wearing a sling today. Right. Is that a good thing? (laughs) Would your doctor say that's a good thing? I think my doctor would say it's a good thing. I didn't ask. Okay. (laughs) I feel pretty fine. I figured, like, at some point I'm going to have to take this out of the sling. Mm Mm-hmm. Why not? Why not a couple days ago? The best time to take your arm out of a sling is a couple days ago. And the second best time to take your arm out of the sling is now. So I took my sling, my, my sling out of my arm. I took the sling off of mm-hmm. my arm mm-hmm. a couple days ago, and it's been a little bit sore, but mostly okay. So All that's right. good. I'm going to call that a, a victory unless something really bad happens. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. Just wanted to follow up with everyone so they're not worried about me. Mm-hmm. I... Uh probably would not have remembered that your shoulder had shoulder problems if it hadn't been in the show notes real friendship right there absolutely hey zach remember remember a long time ago when we used to talk about pens and all our listeners got mad because we kept talking about pens they got mad remember when uh, i think at some point you sent me a slack message like hey the like three people i know listen to the podcast say to stop talking about pens Yes, I vaguely remember that. But Jared, Jared cares about pens. Yeah, yeah. The three people Zach was talking about, they probably don't even listen anymore because we... Uh, we talked about pens too much. We drove them away. So if you're here, you're hearing about pens. You want to be here about pens. So what do we have for you this week? Pens. Zach, let's talk about pens. Okay, let's talk about pens. What do you want to talk about? Well, last, last <laughs> night... <laughs> I thought this was pretty obvious. <laughs> Last night, you said, and I quote, Please do not say the price out loud. <laughs> so Zach bought some pens. I bought some pens. They aren't here yet, so I'm not sure what, um, what's up. But just, like, get ready. Get psyched. Get pumped. Um, beyond the defensive. The, uh, they talked about, like, the, the phrases that just kind of pop up in their heads on the, the Jared. Jared. A few of the Jareds. What's the... Uh, a listenership of Jared's. That's the collective noun. <laughs> a listenership of Jared's uh, talked about like the phrases that pop up in their heads on Dubai Friday. Mm, mm-hmm. And, and mm. one of them that I'm not sure where it came from. Back when I was a youngin, I used to do fundraisers for the different organizations I was part of. And one of them was that we would make and sell pizzas. And so... Um, I, I had prepared these pizzas and I was going to drop them off at whoever I had sold them to previously. And I, I called them up and just said like, hey, I want to just check you're at home so I can come and deliver them. And then I said something like, so be ready. And my mom, who was helping me deliver the pizzas at the time, said, Zach, that was a really weird thing to say. <laughs> to which I responded, be ready. We're coming at you like a pack of howler monkeys. Um, and that's just one of the phrases now. That's just one of those phrases that in my head, whenever I'm like, be ready, the, the follow-up is, we're coming at you like a pack of howler monkeys. Um, so be ready, because we're coming at you with pen news, just like a pack of howler monkeys. There you go. Would come at you with pen news, I guess. Is the shipment going to be here uh, within the next two weeks? I'm not sure. Okay, so it might be it might be next episode. It might be the episode after that. You're gonna have to listen mm-hmm. to both to find out. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, just quickly on um, the Dubai Friday bit. Yeah, 
I've been thinking a lot about the, that, and I, I've been talking to my roommates about it, and mm-hmm. they claim to not have these things. I also didn't think I had any of them until two minutes ago when my brain went, we're coming at you like a pack of howler monkeys. <laughs> so I think really what's happened is they just don't know they have them. Okay. The first the one I thought of was Georgia. If someone says the word Georgia, I go, Georgia. I don't know why. I, All right. I cannot trace that back to any uh-huh. <laughs> Pardon. Uh-huh. The worst ones are the ones that you can't trace back, because then if someone says, what the heck, you can't say, oh, well, here's some history for you. You just need to say, me too. <laughs> I, I really like the idea that Zach responds to his mother by, when she says, Zach, that was weird, Zach repeats the thing and adds to it. <laughs> I don't think I did that a lot, no, but I definitely instance. did <laughs> sometimes too cool for rate i don't i don't know what this note is my producer has just slipped me a note it says too cool for radio oh there's another note on the way ah update too close for radio which apparently is a phrase that i say although i have no recollection of saying it i've never heard you say that too close for radio? Too close for radio. Jared, has, has Zach said that on the podcast before? Let us know in the Reddit. I think Reddit. I say close enough for radio? That's a thing I've said before. Close enough for radio. What does it mean, though? You know, like, it's close enough for radio. It doesn't even rhyme. It doesn't make sense and it doesn't rhyme. It doesn't have to rhyme. No, it doesn't have to rhyme, but it does have to make sense or rhyme. <laughs> Well, if it rhymes, it has to make sense, because it's true. Right. If it rhymes, it's true. Yeah, but it's not an if and only if. It's uh, because one thing that is true is that it's good enough for rock and roll. And that's the thing I say frequently because of a roommate I had. It's good enough for rock and roll. Close, close enough for radio. That's just like... That's not a thing people say. It doesn't make sense. It's just, you know, it's close enough for radio. One of my professors has definitely called me out on that being a weird thing to say. Because it is. It's like, you know. Zach, this is a nonsensical phrase you were saying. Yeah, it's, it's close enough for radio. I, there, I, I don't remember what the situation, I just know it's a thing that I say. So if I say like, oh, this, this, uh, this thing is green, and you're like, it's teal, but that's close enough for radio. Is that no. the proper? No, that's not what's going on? I think it's mostly when I'm mad at uh, online math systems. Maybe I'm like having a very hard time remembering when I've said this recently. Or like 1.29 and I put 1.3. It's close enough for radio. Radio is a very precise thing, Zach. (laughs) What do you... Yeah, but like, it's close enough for AM radio. Zach, do you even remember your semesterly theme? Yes. It started with an I. (laughs) It was uh, the semester of improvisation. And yours was the semester of independence. Aha, uh-huh. yes. How's that going? Um, I feel like I haven't been able to do the semester of improvisation stuff as much as I would have liked. Um, but I'm also not sure that that's entirely true. Okay. It's, it's just like, a, I, didn't, I didn't know what the metrics would be. I suppose it would be that I spend, feel like I spend more time doing things that I want to, um, which I haven't. Felt like, hmm. but I also don't know what else I could do because most of the time that is getting eaten up is getting eaten up by coursework. Yes. And I, I can't get out of the coursework. If I was truly committed to the semester of improvisation, um, really the only other regularly scheduled thing that I've got to do is this. So I would just ask you to find some guest hosts mm-hmm. for the remainder of the semester. That's less than ideal. Correct. <laughs> so... I'm remembering this. I'm remembering our conversation now, and it and it went something like you wanted it to be improvisation because the the year of more free time or whatever we were calling it before was like they put the image of like sitting and staring at a wall in, in your head. Right. So what I'm hearing is that you couldn't even find some more time to sit and stare at a wall. Correct. It's not that like you can't get motivated to do the projects or that you are scrolling through Instagram and, like, just, eh, I don't really feel like making my chord keyboard. Mm-hmm. It's that you just don't have the time. Yeah. I mean, it has happened a couple times 
that I've I've caught myself getting stuck. Uh, for example, I got hooked on a game, let's say, last week, and that just ate up a whole day, which I guess is, it wasn't directed improvisation, but it definitely was a thing that I found the time to do that I wasn't planning on doing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. One of the things I'm going to try for the the last chunk of the semester is time tracking a little better. Uh, a roadblock to getting that done is that every time I open Toggle on my phone, it crashes. Oh, good old Toggle. But if I could could get that to work, it would help me get more of a clue of where the time goes. And if it is just I'm spending all of my time on classwork and there's not much I can do about that. Mm-hmm. Because I would like to do other little projects um, and all of those things. It's just, it's very, very, very hard to find the time to. So what are you time tracking right now? Right now, I've just been time tracking weekends. Okay. And so on the weekend, if I have a whole day to be working on stuff, I'll try and like from when I sit down at my desk to start working on things, I'll time track. Hey, I was, you know, whatever. I spent Mm -hmm. four hours doing research for the podcast today, for example. I mean, that was a lot of my morning. Right. And so is this so far? Uh, uh, did you do it last weekend? Not successfully. Okay. So, so far, I know it's only been, this is, today is Saturday, so like you've been doing mm-hmm. it for less than 24 hours. Mm-hmm. But so far, are you more aware of how your time is being used because you're like pushing a button that says, I'm doing this? Yeah, definitely. I haven't, it's partially just, I think, because it's new, but I haven't been letting myself get as distracted from the thing I'm doing because there's a a big red thing on my screen that says, right now you are doing this thing. And it also makes it easier to say, okay, well, I'm going to get to the end of this article and then I can hit the stop button and it'll feel like a good spot in my brain and then I can go and get water and do all of the other things Mm. and then I Mm -hmm. can start back up again later. All right. How's, How's your semester theme going? Once again, Zach, I think I picked a theme that I care about less in the end of the semester than I did at the beginning of the semester. Is that because it worked to the degree that you wanted it to and you don't want to push it any further? That's certainly a possibility. It feels like I have forgotten about it. Yes, the same is true for me. But when I actually look at the heuristics, like... Who am I? Like, let's say, like, let's just look at my life. Let's just now. This is what I did while you're not while you were talking, but like mm-hmm. between remembering what it was, what my semester was, and <laughs> right now, I have thought. Let's look at the ways that you are dependent on other people right now, mm-hmm. and it is significantly less than where it was at the beginning of the semester. That being said, most of that change, I'm talking 90% of that change happened within the first three weeks of the semester. <laughs> so this isn't a good semesterly theme. This was a good goal. Uh-huh. This was a thing I should have I should have said, okay, let's pick one aspect of this and just knock it down. I've actually been thinking about like um I know Matt Cutts kind of did 30-day goals about doing that kind of thing a mm-hmm. 30 day for 30 days i'm going to whatever and and see what that's like because then that has it can be a little more pointed than the theme um hmm. which makes it a little bit more achievable okay so zach do you want to try something sure do you want to have not not to step on any toes here but do you want to have a challenge every episode perhaps we can't. We won't call it a challenge for copyright reasons, of course. A trial. A trial. <laughs> this week, this episode's. So we're gonna have like a. It's a bi-weekly thing. Hmm. I don't know. Unless perhaps we want it to be longer, but like, uh, like um, a while back. Please, uh, I, I'm. I know I've said I've referenced a few previous episodes in this podcast in this episode. Mm-hmm. But don't listen to them. Just don't. All right. I'm about to do it again. That's why I mention it. Yeah. Before, we've talked about taking cold showers. Right. And how I think I tried taking a cold shower for between episodes. Mm-hmm. And it was not a good experience, but, like, something I'm glad I, like, I did for two weeks and found that this is definitely not something I want to do. Mm-hmm. It's not just a matter of getting used to it. It's just a bad experience. 
And I think a two-week period is long enough for something like that, but some things probably not long enough. Yeah. I think let's not commit to anything immediately right now, because right. we still have the semester to finish up. Right, yes. But let's keep that on our minds for Absolutely. a fun and interesting segment that is completely original and not like anything else. <laughs> Digga digga digga. Uh, Elizabeth Warren wants to break up the big tech companies. <laughs> Wait, no. Actually, um, another thing that you mentioned when you first brought up your semester of independence was that you felt like you were too reliant on coffee. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember that. So have there been more things in that vein that you've been thinking about independence from? Hmm. Well, I went January without drinking coffee. A monthly challenge. A monthly challenge. That was not a pleasant experience, (laughs) but actually something I might want to try again, but not for anything longer than a month, because Mm -hmm. that I think I've said this before on the podcast too. It it's fun to reduce your tolerance to caffeine because then you get to build it back up again. Mm -hmm. It's more cost effective for a little while for you to wake up. Well, is it though? Because like. For that month, it was real hard to get up, and I didn't get much done until the afternoon. Ideally, not having access to caffeine would push you to be a little bit more strict in your sleeping habits. That'd actually be a pretty good trial, is like, go to sleep on time. (laughs) Yes. I don't think so, is the answer. There's not like a whole lot that I've been thinking about, oh, I'm far too reliant on this because I've reduced my phone usage. Uh, Like, what else would there even... What else are people talking about that we do too much of? Carbohydrates. Um, mm-hmm. I think I have a reasonable diet. I know I, what I said last uh, podcast doesn't support that. I remember what you said last podcast, but... Uh, I, I said that I eat all my meals at 6 o'clock Oh, at yeah. Night. Yeah, you do the Jack Dorsey thing. <laughs> yeah. Unknowingly. <laughs> and unintentionally. Mm-hmm. You get up every morning, you take an ice shower. <laughs> I don't do that. You run to your classes. I walk. I don't walk 10 miles, <laughs> but it is rain or shine. Rain or shine, I walk to class. Mm-hmm. You don't take an Uber all 15 blocks? No. I, it's funny. I had to get to the airport a while back, and mm. there were no buses within a reasonable time frame, so I decided, okay, we can make an exception. I'll download Lyft quick. Mm-hmm. So I downloaded Lyft, and then I, uh, I got my Lyft to the airport, and then I deleted the app. Right. Because I, I just don't. I don't even want the option, you know? Yeah. I did a thing. I don't know if I told you about this and uh, sort of just cut this out. Okay. If, if you are related to me in any way, please uh, skip this chapter. <laughs> we'll see if I cut it out or not. Okay. So I am a vegetarian, Zach. Right. Full on. Full on? No more weekends? No more weekends. It hasn't been weekends in like three months. And like, if you make a big deal out of it, it's not going to work. Right. A while back, bef- way before deciding to go full vegetarian, mm-hmm. I listened to John Roderick talk about substance abuse. And he said something that made me like just smile with delight because he said that he keeps a pack of cigarettes like on the bathroom mirror or something so that above he kno- ev- what? Above every door sill. I thought. Oh, yeah, that was, that's what it was. Above every door sill, so that he knows. It's not a sill. Door frame. Door, door sill. frame. Words are so hard. Above every door frame, just so he knows that he won't smoke. Because he has the opportunity, but he's not going to do it. Mm-hmm. So, in my drawer over there, my desk drawer, there's a pack of beef jerky. <laughs> it, will stay, <laughs> it will stay good forever, because it's beef jerky. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's silly, but like... I don't know why. Something, it works for this thing. Because I don't, I don't even have the desire to eat the beef jerky anymore. There's, no, right. there's nothing in me that's like, oh yeah, I wish I had some beef jerky. It doesn't disgust me necessarily, but like, I just don't, I don't care about meat anymore. It just, I want to eat plants. That's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So I deleted the app uh-huh. to not, in order to not be tempted to lift to class on a rainy day. Right. Because I think that's bad for reasons that we don't need to get into. I would like to get into them, but we can do it after the pod. So I, I just want to say, like, I, I'm confused by, by myself in that I want, I want to keep the beef jerky in my desk to prove to myself that I won't do it. Mm-hmm. 
But I could also keep the app on my phone to prove to myself that this is actually my moral philosophy and that my that I cannot be compromised by the harsh weather. Right. So why don't I? I think if I had to take a guess, kind of a shot in the dark, my guess is that you do feel like you have something to prove when it comes to the beef jerky in the desk. But you're not in the minority of voices when it comes to not using Uber to go a short distance. I think I think okay. Some part of keeping the beef jerky in the desk is saying I was once like you, but I have become elevated. And there's no aspect of that that's reinforced by keeping Uber on your phone. And there's no one to say I was once like you too. Cuz the people you interact with, I'm guessing, all wouldn't take Uber to go 5 blocks on a rainy day. This makes sense. I'm not sure that's correct, but it it certainly could be. But I'm going to convince you that you should download Uber uh, because I am someone who needs to be told that you were once like me. Okay. Okay. Because so, so Zach is going to now try to convince me. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm putting the chapter marker here. Okay. So, uh, so dad, if you're listening, just don't listen to what you did. So the previous thing, listen to this. Zach is going to try to, con- this is far more interesting anyway. Zach is going to try to convince me that Uber is a good thing? No. No, I'm going to try and convince you that if the, if the reason you're keeping the beef jerky and not the Uber is... No, Dad, don't hear that. <laughs> is because you have something to prove to beef jerky people, but not to Uber people? Hmm. I Uber eats McDonald's to my home last week. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about the equivalency between like Eat Street and Uber. But they brought it to me on a bicycle. <laughs> so it's a moral gray area. So you care more about the cars. I, th- I care about the like concept of the gig economy. I agree the gig economy is bad, but I wanted a hamburger and McDonald's is also bad. So two wrongs uh, meant that this was just like a cheat day on morals. <laughs> Now that I've successfully made Zach feel bad about himself. Oh, man. Oh, it was supposed to be meat week next week, but now I can't. Cause, cause oh, it I'm wasn't gonna... even meat week? Zachary. It, whenever I did it, it was meat week. No, it wasn't. No, it was the Sunday. It was the Sunday of a not meat week. And I thought, screw it. I want a hamburger so bad. In my defense, it was peer pressure. Other people were also a part of that Uber Eats order and also wanted hamburgers. But I was the one with the Uber Eats discount code. So, Zach, why did you decide to Uber Eats and not just go to McDonald's? I didn't feel like I had enough time because I had a physics assignment to do. Hmm. So are these peers helping you do physics? No. So in what way were they pressuring you? If they were not involved in the situation you were in? (laughs) The peer was my partner, so they were in my room. While I was doing physics saying, mmm, hamburger. <laughs> and I said, you know what? You're right. <laughs> I... <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I'm just imagining. <laughs> just like in your ear, just like, mmm, hamburger. You well, know, no, you want a nice juicy hamburger, Zach. <laughs> tempting me it was just they were like on the other side of the room thinking to themselves hamburger Mm. so speaking of vegetarianism that didn't happen we never talked about that speaking of mm, hamburger yes wouldn't you like a nice juicy hamburger made of vegetables Mmm, fake burger. Well, you can't, Zach. You can't have a veggie burger for the same reason that you can't have almond milk. I put the emphasis in the wrong part there. uh, Almond milk. (laughs) What you can have is almond drink and veggie discs. Yeah, I don't know. I think I... I guess this is our beat now. We report on standards of identity. The EU is is trying to or i think has already managed to yeah so 
The EU is in the process of making sure that you can't call things like veggie burgers veggie burgers or vegetarian sausages that you need to instead call them veggie tubes uh, and veggie discs. Or as someone I saw from the EU on Twitter said, maybe we could call them vergers and vossages. I, I think that an important part of people being able to adopt alternative diets that are probably better for them and definitely better for the environment is to be able to replace foods that they already know and love with the vegetarian equivalents. Yes, that makes sense. And so by removing the easily identifiable replacement product from the label, or the, yeah, the easily identifiable product that whatever your vegetarian option is replacing from the label just makes it harder for someone to smoothly transition to or towards vegetarianism or veganism, which is a good argument if you're in the business of making animal products, but not, there doesn't seem to be a super good argument if you're anyone else. Huh. Wonder how that happened. Instead, they, they just kind of put it in terms of uh, things like it speaks to our European history as foodies. The EU has already, has already uh, inf- you know, brought the hammer down on the, the milk, which is why when I was in Sweden, all I could get was oat drink and soy drink. And I don't know, it's fine, but just like let people call things the, the things they want. According to a Green Party uh, member of the European Parliament, quote, there certainly doesn't seem to be a lot of consumer demand for it. And it's kind of ambiguous whether they mean meat in general or the ban on calling things by meat names. So, Zach, where does it stop? Where, where, what's your, what's your personal cutoff for what can be called milk or hamburger or not burger, but not ham, but like what can be called a burger? What can be called a sausage? Because... There should be one. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to be calling mac and cheese a sausage. It's not. Right. Now I'm just thinking about a tube of mac and cheese, which would be really nasty, but consider this. It's a plastic tube, and you can just squirt it into your mouth. Just a straight, like, syringe of mac and cheese. How big is the opening? Like, the size of a sausage. No, no. It has to be more focused. Okay, it needs to be like a... Yeah, you can get like one or two noodles out of the time. I'm thinking mac and cheese after it's been there for like a day or two and you've like let it sit in the fridge. Oh, okay. So, so it's, it's like, like a, it's, it's all congealed into one unit. Okay. Yeah, I can see that being good. I mean, it <laughs> <laughs> not you? good per se, <laughs> but uh, I, I can see where someone might. Uh, so Kraft, if you want to get in touch, um, uh-huh. Zach is at Alex Cox on Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, when I was in Sweden, they had marmalade tubes, which was kind of the same thing. It was like a plastic tube, um, but then you could like stab a hole in one end and just kind of squeeze out the marmalade, which was, that seems like a good idea. It was very satisfying. Yeah. It was kind of weird, but very satisfying. Yeah. We need a better system for honey, Zach. There needs to be a better system for getting honey out of the container because what we have right now gets honey all over the cap. Yeah. What you need to do is you need to have one of those, like, honey swizzlers and a little honey pot and one of the little swizzlers. Like, you know on um, Honey Bunches of Oats? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got the swizzler thing, but nobody actually uses the swizzler anymore. But that's where the swizzler comes from mm-hmm. is because that's how you used to dispense your honey is you would have a little pot and you'd get the swizzler. And that would end up getting honey everywhere, too, but it wouldn't be on the cap of the thing. Problem solved. Is it a technique issue or is it, like, this is a, this is a flawed technology? I think it's, well, I mean, if the Swizzler is able to let honey off of it to put on, on your thing, it's also letting honey off of it as you bring it to your thing. Right, but can, is there a, like, can you rotate it in a way that makes the honey not fall while you're getting it to the thing? Maybe, I've never used one. Hmm, okay. I think we need a high-tech one. I think, blockchain. Can we use blockchain, blockchain. for this? <laughs> Maybe. We'll call it B-chain. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you were asking what I think does get to count as sausage. Yes. Um, and in my humble opinion, it's that it can replace the thing that it's replacing in a recipe, which is kind of arbitrary and hard to enforce. Um, but I think that's where it's most important. Okay. Is like, if I'm making milk and cereal, can I use soy milk as a replacement? If I'm baking, can I use soy milk as a replacement? Or if I'm 
making burgers on the grill. Can I throw a veggie burger in there and have it still function the same way? Okay. So let's think about how that would actually work. Is there a way for it to actually work? So let's say you're the FDA Mm -hmm. and you're thinking, okay, I'm looking at this thing. It looks like a sausage. It's made of vegetables. Mm -hmm. I have, let's say like three of the most common sausage recipes or three or like the most common sausage recipe from this uh this breath of cooking and this breath of cooking and this okay so like three different regions or three different yeah something like that okay and you have a list of like recipes for each of these categories of food Mm -hmm. and you say can this approximate what the other things in this category do for like two of the three is that what you're thinking roughly really what i'm thinking is that you're just playing into the problem that no one's going to call mac and cheese sausage And if someone starts calling mac and cheese sausage, then we can start thinking about that. But if no one calls mac and cheese sausage, we don't need to devote energy to telling people that mac and cheese isn't sausage. Yeah, no, I I understand that. But like people are calling vegetables sausage. This is a problem or it has the potential to be, I guess. But you're right. Absolutely. We can't call mac and cheese sausage, even if it has a sausage shape, because it does not work as a thing you can put on the grill in a bratwurst in a bratwurst bun Mm -hmm. but if Kraft did make a mac and cheese sausage and your sausage conglomerates gonna petition the fda to make a ruling on this can Kraft call this mac and cheese sausage a sausage so you're just saying that Kraft has now produced something as like an artist statement or something no as a product as a thing that they want people to buy shaped like a sausage that they're calling sausage but is in its inside it mac and cheese yeah it's like a sausage in that like you you bite the tube it and then you chew the the thing that's ended up in your mouth but but maybe the film is made of like cheese like the the, the <laughs> <laughs> like like craft already makes this weird like gross uh uh-huh. cheese approximation like can we call that cheese can we even call that cheese no it's not cheese this is there's a a play about this. I think it's called Red Herring. I don't remember what the name was. We have a real world example here. Is it like Kraft Singles Cheese? Is that your question? No, like like the mac and cheese in a Kraft mac and cheese box. It's powder. Okay. Okay. Right. It's not cheese. It's powder. Right. Right. <laughs> but they're calling it cheese. It's in the name. It's mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. So let's say that the same people who want to get rid of almond milk presumably would like to to stop being called mac and cheese because it's not. No, because the people who want to, to make rules about what food is food is like three companies and one of them is Kraft. Okay, but in theory, let's say like a ton of smaller dairy farmers, a lot of them just was like, hey, FDA, FDA, this isn't cool. Make them stop. Make our biggest customer stop doing business. Monopolies are weird, but like, in theory, would that work? Is that what you're imagining? Because can you put the powder on top of a hamburger to make it a cheeseburger? No, you can't. I just had the best idea. (laughs) (laughs) A mac and cheeseburger? Yes. That sounds really good. Yeah. No, Zach, this is the part where you disagree with me and then I try to make a ridiculous claim. No, that sounds so good. Uh, What? No, a mac and it's just like a cheeseburger, but with more carbs. I love it. Okay, but like the cheese is so. Dry. Well, you don't use Kraft mac and cheese. You use like Trader Joe's. Okay, no, I don't want to put the macaroni on there. Just the powder cheese. Oh, okay, no, that's terrible. That's a terrible plan. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Much better. That's a terrible plan, Sirtis. I can mix it. with the grease instead of the water. <laughs> It could soak into the buns. Mm-hmm. Actually, you know, usually when you're making a hamburger, you're making it, you're just like getting the meat and forming it into a patty. So what if you just got a bunch of the mac and cheese packets, mm-hmm. but just the cheese packets, and you just sprinkled that into, yeah, it's like seasoning. in with all of the other spices. Mm-hmm. Or you take the powder, add just a little bit of water, not enough to make it gooey, but like enough to get it to conglomerate and then to, you like, to like chunks yeah and then you put it 
and then you compress it all and make a ch- and make a patty and make a patty could you call that a burger um i mean they definitely do in sweden that's a halloumi burger uh, god i can't believe that's a real thing it's it's not made with mac and cheese cheese but it's just like halloumi cheese a lot of europe does it no not not cheese powder <laughs> i want to be very clear about this that che- that powder is not cheese and that's not just like the wisconsinite in me talking this is objectively not cheese <laughs> it's not an opinion the... is that a burger is that a burger because according to the eu it's definitely not but you're arguing that it should be i think of the experience of biting into that weird conglomerated grilled cheese is similar enough to biting into an actual real-life beef and pork and whatever. There's not pork in burgers usually. That's a, a weird thing to do. A, like 100% beef burger. If the experience is similar enough, you know, epsilon close, then that's a burger. Because like also, we're, like if I make vegetarian chili, am I going to get in trouble because I used, you know, soy meat substitute in my vegetarian chili? Well, I mean, presumably you're not selling it, but if you were selling it, then I don't think chili requires meat. Chili's not inherently a meat word. Well, I think if chili's not inherently a meat word, neither is burger. Mm, Yes, it is. Because I can say chili and give you something without meat in it, and you'd be like, okay, yeah, this is chili. But if you said burger and handed me a veggie burger, I'd be like, well, this is not what I expected. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's, uh, that's super arbitrary and not anything that the FDA could put into practice, but that's how I'm thinking about it. What if, kind of on the trend of some other things that we've talked about, what if you just start referring to all burgers, regardless of their composition? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. That's why I'm not a lawmaker, is because no, I don't want No, we just complain be... about the lawmakers. We can't actually do it. Right, because I think there's a better way than declaring that nothing gets to use any standardized words. Well, yeah, it's, it's, it's effectively in enforcing a copyright on burger and sausage. There is a history of things being called veggie burger. And no one, as far as anyone can tell, as far as the MEPs in the European Parliament can tell, is calling for things that are currently called burger to stop being called burger. Just... Some of them don't want it. I got the solution. Okay. Start calling our cheese powder burger burger, right? Mm-hmm. That will undoubtedly cause people to want things to not be called burger. Problem okay. solved. There's public interest now. People actually want this thing that... Or, alternatively, what happens is you shift, you shift the bovine tin window. That was the best pun I've ever made. It was a pun on the concept of cows and the Overton window. Okay, I don't know the Overton window, so otherwise, so otherwise I'm sure it's great. The Overton window is, um, like, people have said that politics in America has shifted to the right a bit. And what they're talking about is the Overton window, which is just, like, what's considered normal political discourse. Like, you oh. would, it's, it's a weird and far-left thing for someone to say, we should give everyone health care. But back in, like, back in the, like, the Nixon era, that was kind of a moderate thing. Um, so the Overton window has shifted. Okay. So if we shift the Bovington window so that people start considering, like, what is a burger shifts further towards what a veggie burger is, you, o- you can only do that by um, expressing views far outside the Overton window. Exactly. Or far outside the Bovington window. So if you make your cheese powder burger, <laughs> that will shift the discourse um, and shift the concept of what is allowable to be called a burger because clearly this thing isn't but maybe the things kind of in that area are what's the what's the word um normalizing it's normalizing veggie burgers right they can say well uh, yeah i'm a little weird but at least i'm not that guy (laughs) with his (laughs) cheese powder burger what a nutcase and then the feds come in there and beat them up because you're not allowed to say nutcase you're supposed to say uh nut Holder, it was it was going to be a joke on, like, you can't say nut milk. It didn't work out. I regret to inform you. But I was saying, like, there's, this is a solution to a problem that no one has, right? Right. So we just make the problem. So you just make it a problem. We make it a problem. And then people will say, well, it's... Right, but if I'm making the problem, I want to make the problem in the direction that people will swing the way I want them to. 
which is allowing vegetarian things to be called meat words. Right. Okay. So I think what we need to actually do is take whole slabs of steak and serve them up as burgers. Because that is also not a burger. Or we... Hmm. Nope. Nope. That doesn't work. I was going to say that we just make an entirely vegetable hamburger and then call it, this is actually 100% beef hamburger. (laughs) (laughs) You call it burger, but you use like Latin letters and stuff. So it's not technically like the the filtering systems don't catch it. And then all you got to do is when, so when the FDA comes for you, you're like, okay, yeah, we'll just call it veggie burger. It's, uh-huh. it's the same principle. It's, uh, it... Okay, yeah. What if we just call them burgers, but like leet speak? So it's like B-U-R-G-3-R. Because that also kind of pushes the narrative that it's futuristic mm. to, to mm-hmm. espouse eating meat. B-R-G-3-R. That sounds like a droid. So that I'm, sounds like something from Star Wars. I'm imagining you, you can make letters with like ASCII art, right? Uh-huh. Like if you made them like three, uh, a couple lines long each letter, tall right. that is. So if you enter, if you're like, okay, FDA, I have a new food for you. It's called the first line <laughs> backslash N. <laughs> the next line backslash N. Uh-huh. And then, boom, it's not even, it's just a bunch of parentheses, backslashes, and, uh, and um, pipes. Yeah. But when printing, you get to your new lines, and there you go. You yeah. got big bubble letters, burger. And we don't have to worry because the FDA is not going to sanitize their inputs. Zach, that was the best idea ever. Just perform sequel injections. <laughs> Until the FDA is so crippled that it can't possibly go after you. DDoS the government. Do not. Do not. I don't want to get arrested. I'm not, uh, I'm not explicitly condoning DDoSing the government because the government provides a lot of very necessary services. And now... A PSA from the Worrying Bugs. Raw, handcrafted, enzyme-rich. Drink to your health. Store cold. Swirl gently. Enjoy fresh. This has been a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. Uh, what's this from, Zach? Uh, the kombucha bottle. Mm. I bought some kombucha today, and these are all of the words that are in bold on the bottle. <laughs> It says drink to your health. Yeah. And I like, that's an interesting phrasing because it makes it sound like continue drinking this until you are healthy. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. I was thinking also just like, here's a cheers to your health. Yes. That's definitely how they meant it. But it can also be taken as Uh drink until your health. Just continuously drink kombucha until you're healthy. Yeah, it is. It's like good for you and stuff, dude. And we're pretty much out of time. Pretty much out of time. Do we want to talk about Stardew Valley? Speaking of being pretty much out of time. (laughs) Stardew Valley Uh, is great. It's by by far and away my favorite game. It was okay. So I downloaded Stardew Valley because they finally released it for Android. And I just wanted a little game to play because sometimes my partner is sitting there playing two dots and I want to sit there and be with them, but not be like working on homework because that's a very engaging thing and i wanted a game that i could just kind of also passively be paying attention to you thought (laughs) and so i downloaded this thing and my friends had said it's a fun mobile game so i thought like angry birds and then i like was in a coma or something and then saturday i woke up and had gone through an entire month in stardew valley and had done none of my schoolwork and had work both of the next two days yep so the, the thing about Stardew Valley is that I sat down and I said, okay, this is just a fun little game, so we're not going to give ourselves any, like, to-dos or anything. There's not going to be a list of, like, oh, okay, well, I've got to go get this thing and this thing and that thing, and then I've got to, you know, mix them all up and do the combo. And, and I lived that. I did that. I managed to do that the whole time. Um, they have different little goals for you, but I would just kind of, like, if I wanted to just spend a whole in-game day fishing, I would. And that's so nice. Mm-hmm. It's so nice to have a bunch of... To, to not have a bunch of little to-dos constantly begging for your attention. And I didn't want to think about the things that I actually had to do. And so now that I'm time tracking, I have to be very honest with myself about how much time I'm playing Stardew Valley. I've managed to not play much while I'm like in the middle of the week because I'm like either at class or have homework to do very, very soon. 
partially because I didn't get any of it done in advance over the weekend because I was playing too much Stardew Valley. This is your fault entirely, Sirtis. And yes. my partner had a very good idea, which is that next time you tell me I should try a thing out, I should wait until I don't have anything due because the last game you told me to play was Paperclips. <laughs> Listener, Jared. Jared, I have been waiting for so long to talk about Stardew Valley with Zach because I knew if Zach played one day of Stardew Valley, he would just fall right in love with it just like I did and just it's like so all of my nerdy friends do. I love Stardew Valley it, for the exact same reasons that Zach does. Uh, one, probably ones that he didn't mention as well, which is like, not only do you get to choose exactly how you play this game, you can do the objectives, you can like form relationships, you can do the things that they want you to do, or you can do none of that and still mm-hmm. have a great time playing this game. And you can do a combination of that. So that's just really nice. You can play exactly how you want, and there's no, there's no railroading. There's, right. not, there's not very much railroading, at least. And that's really nice. So the other thing I really like is that it has a little... It, it, it has the right amount of difficulty that I get to think about it in a, like, how can I optimize this kind of way? Because that is a thing I like doing. It's a, mm-hmm. I've got a limited amount of resources. What do I want to do with those resources today? Yeah. And how and can I, yeah. It's very much like the paperclip game. It's like, okay, let's just, uh, let's tweak this, tweak that, tweak this. And there's all these little things you can do to make it room just a little bit smoother. Mm-hmm. And there is an optimal point, but you don't know exactly how it is. And you can't really calculate it because you're trying not to put that much effort into the game. <laughs> I actually haven't even thought about optimizing or anything. Okay. Uh, that might just be a me thing. I like optimizing things. <laughs> so, do you have anything else to add before? Because I'm just praising stardew valley i have questions about it but i have not allowed myself to look up the answers online and i've figured out some of the answers myself like i figured out how to give gifts to people Mm -hmm. that was a question i was having but i also have a question one time i ran into a little shop by the lake on like a cart with a magical pig in the front yeah of course is that on any sort of schedule you don't have to tell me but i really want to know i don't know I have also been limiting my Stardew Valley wiki mm-hmm. usage because I think it is more fun if you have to figure it out for yourself. And it's, it doesn't feel like you're competing with anyone either. It's yeah. a very nice feeling. Like if you play a lot of other games, there's like a right way to do it very clearly. There's like, oh, well, if you're playing City Skylines, you just need to build one elevated subway and then you make a whole bunch of revenue right away. Nor is there any the stupid, like, attention-getting gimmicks. Like, your energy is full. You come back to the game and play with me. Uh-huh. Um, if, you, if you don't check your crops right now, they're going to die. Nothing happens in the game if you're not playing the game. Mm-hmm. So if you need to take, if you need to take a weekend to, like, catch up on all the homework you missed because you were playing Stardew Valley, <laughs> you can do that without anything bad happening in the game. Mm-hmm. It's a good game. Uh, a good game. Go buy it, but only once you have the time. And the, you can't exactly sync your progress between platforms and devices, mm-hmm. but you can act. All the save files work the same way for each platform and device. So if you can figure out a way to transfer your game from, say, Steam because mm-hmm. to your phone, then you yeah. can pretty easily just switch back and forth. It's a little bit harder on the Switch, but I don't have a Switch, so it's not an issue for me. But I do like to play sometimes on a big screen. I think that would be even more of a problem for me. I've taken to keeping my Stardew save file in my iCloud drive. (laughs) (laughs) So I just like, I just drag it in and it gets synced to all my devices. I have a script Mm. on my Mac to to look for changes. (laughs) That's smart. Uh... It's it's uh it's, it's clever. something. Yeah, it's clever. It's clever. <laughs> we'll see if it's smart. All right, Zach, it has been wonderful potting with you. Did you say potting? I did say potting. Aren't you We're planting flowers. Potting. 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 Yes. <laughs> yes, I am against the phrase potting. I don't like potting. I don't like the pod. I love I love the pod. It's a cast. If anything, it's a cast. 
Yes. But a lot of things are the cast. Very few things are the pod. There are a lot of pods in the world. Right, but if you say I'm going to go record the cast, it's more ambiguous than I'm going to go record the pod. Unless you are a botanist. (laughs) If you're a botanist, or if your standard of identity places you somewhere such that you are functionally similar enough to a sausage, please let me know. I'm on Twitter. Or wait, no. What? Do you, do you want to say a thing? Oh, you, t- you, you said two of them, so I just figured one of those was my turn. Oh, okay. <laughs> Please let me know. I'm on Twitter at... <laughs>